I'm Lige. I'm Kohana. And, and this, this is Boiled Over. Welcome back to another episode of Boiled Over. This week, we're sitting down with one of our favorite experimental animators, Jamie Wolfe. Her music video work and personal films are widely adored and feature electric, frantic characters whose worlds are equally manic. Jamie, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you make? Yeah. So my name is Jamie Wolfe, and I am an animator living in Los Angeles. And I make, I guess you could say, experimental character animations. But basically, um, I don't know, characters, I kind of am interested in emotional extremes. And um, a lot of my work kind of plays with those ideas of like, what is that line between excitement and mania and anger? And I don't know, what are other extremes? These different feelings and using characters' bodies to express that. Yeah, hand-drawn, 2D. Sick. Awesome. All comes through, for Um, sure. So could you maybe talk a little bit about how you got started with animation, um, why you're still here and doing it? Um, like what made you fall in love with the medium in the first place? Good question. So I, um, well, I've always drawn my whole life um, and that's kind of been how, I, don't, I just part of who I am and what I do. I, um, my undergraduate degree was actually in graphic design. I got started in animation kind of late, like my mid twenties, but I, um, did my undergraduate degree and I worked in um, like museums. I worked at, I had like an internship, like MoMA and Mass Mocha. And then I like later worked with like a design um, studio. And I assumed that that was gonna be my life, like making like books and pamphlets and that kind of thing. But um, I don't know, there was something about it that wasn't fulfilling me, I guess. And so I had this friend who was, um, he would um, have these like invites to this like wrestling night that was happening. And so, he um would send these gifts out and one day I was like how are you making these and he's like oh I just make it in photoshop and that was kind of a mind-blowing thing where suddenly I realized that you can just make animations in photoshop which is a program you know I was using every day for my graphic design stuff and so I you know I had my like little Wacom tablet and I just started teaching in myself that and posting them on tumblr and that was kind of my life for a bit and there was just a certain point where I realized that that I don't know like I was living for that and that was giving me a lot of fulfillment and was getting ideas out and I realized I needed to go all in and that was kind of what um led me here and kind of one thing led another I quit my job and went all in and now I've been animating most of my waking hours for the sense yeah all thanks to the wrestling club at one point he stopped inviting me and I was like no you have to keep inviting me I'm appreciating the invites more than anyone uh, <laughs> yeah Wait, like actual wrestling watching wrestling it was like um what was that fake wrestling sorry i'm sounds wwe or waf or whatever it is yeah like he would just invite people over to watch it and he would make little like oh, characters i love around. um <laughs> yeah i don't know I if i've ever told him that i've told that story to other people but i don't know if i've ever told him that which is funny <laughs> well maybe maybe send this to him and he'll <laughs> yeah i'll be like ben here you go yeah yeah like, we'll reach around. Also, so one other answer is it's always been kind of in my blood my dad um he, this like legend that I tell is that my dad was, um, he did a lot of like claymations, just like experimental. My dad's actually a graphic designer too, but in his free time, he would make in our basement, like these amazing clay characters. It was the nineties where that was kind of a prevalent thing that was, I don't know, like that claymation time. 
where people are making figures and that kind of thing. And so he was making, he would make these claymations and make these like secret little like experiments in the basement. And I think, I don't know, I never like saw them. The only times I ever saw them were when, you know, in a VHS tape where if you're taping something and then if you want to like, cover it up, you would tape, I don't know, like your like Barney episode or whatever, Simpsons uh-huh. um, on top of it. These are literally the things my family taped, obviously Barney and Simpsons. But um, <laughs> so the, so but if you didn't like put the episodes you were taping on top back to back, there'd be like a little like clip of what was on, what was being covered. Right. And so my dad's little claymations would sometimes pop up in between. And that was the only thing I ever saw. Um, Just so these was tiny very interstices between yeah. the Simpsons yeah. and Barbie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like little he, commercial like, breaks. Right, truly. And I think he didn't really, cause he just thought of his little like play experiments, you know, he was just doing it on the camera on the floor. Um, but I don't know, that was very, I was very aware of like the labor behind animation, the fact that someone has to make it. I know a lot of those clay things actually still exist in the basement of our house. So um, I've been like slowly collecting them or, you know, there's a couple of them that are made out of Sculpey and I put those in my house too. But yeah, that was another thing too, where it's, I've always kind of been thinking about animation and kind of thinking about animation as something people made and really like generating it and the humans behind it. And I think that that surely had an influence that took me a while to get to, but then once I did, you know, uh-huh. now it's everything. Your your start in animation being related to just this this wild wild world of underground wrestling and your the influence of your father all of these characters it feels like it makes a lot of sense your work is so brazen so spectacular so chaotic not just in its colors and characters but also just like in the sort of visibly hand drawn like line quality of everything and I'm just wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about your go to materials. Um, and what effects you feel like those materials have on like the final sequences of motion, your process being mostly mostly hand-drawn. Um... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. my preferred thing is 2D hand-drawn. I do, like most of the, whenever I can, I use ink on paper, Sumi ink, and then this like two, two size two brush. Mm-hmm. And um, so here's why I use it. I suffer from a disease that maybe you guys will relate to this called perfectionism. And so I'm a perfectionist, but also I'm distracted really easily. I um, think fast, move fast. And so I'm constantly battling the fact that like, you know, I something like a, an innate sloppiness, but then also a need for control. And so the way I deal with it is by using tools that it's impossible to have total control over. So if I'm using this brush, if the lines are gonna be a little bit gloppy, a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allows me to kind of just embrace that and build forms that kind of deal with the two sides of myself. I can be a little obsessive, but um, only to a point, right? Because it's never going to be perfect. And almost it helps me land on that like perfectly imperfect feel. But I do, um, so I usually pencil digitally on my Cintiq just to save paper. So I'll like figure out the forms, the keyframes and that kind of thing. And then I'll print it out on paper, um, it, assuming that I'm not going to, sometimes I'll just leave the digital lines if it's, especially if I like, have a deadline or something or moving quick or, or even if I just like the look of that. But um, otherwise I'll like print it out backwards with sheet paper and then like ink it on my light box and oh. then um, re-photograph it in and then color it in Photoshop and then composite so that's just the backside of the same paper that you're printing on then? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can show you guys. It's, it's like a thin, you can kind of see it's like a gray. I know this is an audio thing you guys are listening, but I'm showing you <laughs> a picture of like a light gray um, pencil digitally thing and then I'll print it out and then on the other side God, is the ink yeah. So that's how I figure out. I don't know, it, it, or sometimes I'll go directly on paper, but um, that seems to work a little bit better for me just like so I don't waste time 
inky things. So there's this dry time in between. So it can be really time consuming. Right. Um, otherwise, so that's a way I've like figured out to cut out what I'm doing. But um, yeah, Sumi ink, it rules. It like, I love, and also I just love how direct it is, right? If I'm moving my hand, it's just so much of me. You know, if I'm like feeling anxious or excited, you can like feel it in when I'm drawing, which um, is also nice because I think if I'm like too tense or like tied up in a knot, it shows. And I think I can see that like literal in the paper and it makes me stop and like, okay, you need to breathe. You need to take a walk because the drawings are getting a little tight here. So it's, it's almost like a <laughs> to my own like soul or something using those tools. I know yeah. we're like kind of already talking about your process a little bit, but would you mind just outlining what your general process for doing? Um, I, I know you said like sometimes you work digitally if it's like a tighter yeah, yeah. around, but uh, just like for a general project, what your process is like and maybe how you even arrived at the process uh, that you're at now of like printing these images out, flipping them over on the light box and then. Right. Um, yeah, I guess I could start you from the very beginning. So um, usually if I'm working on a project, I, do a lot of sketching and a lot of drawing and a lot of iterating. I um, I'm terrible at coming up with ideas just in my head. I think I usually have like a general feel, and then I have to draw into it and kind of discover what I mean. You know, if I'm um, if for instance I'm working a music video, I'll listen to the song over and over and just kind of like draw what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think like even when I'm not working on a project, every day I try to generate some images and just kind of like feeling out characters, feeling out, I don't know, different forms and like scenarios and that kind of thing. And so I usually like will have a big pile of paper around me and that's always um, on paper and drawn with like ink just to kind of like figure out the shapes and that kind of thing. Um, and then once I like get some ideas in front of me, then I can start piecing together like what my concept's gonna be. So I'll do that and I'll kind of figure out what I want to go where and who will interact and I don't know, whatever thing's gonna happen. And um, then I'll go in and get into TV paint and I'll start mm. just animating. And I think, um, and that's what I mean with the penciling and kind of figuring out the forms and that kind of thing. So I'll, um, I don't know, I'll just start animating. And usually I um, never, like I never storyboard. I mean, sometimes, unless like I have to for some reason, but in my personal work definitely, or like in um, anything that's fully me, it's never storyboard. I have to, because every time I come up with an idea, it's. I always discover better ones when I'm getting into it. And I think I always think I know what's gonna happen, but uh, I don't. And my ideas are better if I just kind of work intuitively and kind of in response to whatever happened yet before. It's definitely like yes and mentality, right? Where you're like, okay, cool. So yeah. that character's now in that room. So what's gonna happen next? And that kind of keeps that like impulsivity going and variety and what's happening. And I don't know, the energy that I like in my work. So mm -hmm. I'll just start animating motions and actions usually if I can't think of anything I'll just kind of take a character moving in a singular action and um then I imagine like okay so what is that action what what could that be leading towards like why did they do that and mm -hmm. then um react off that and then you know and then once I get a, a set of things I'll then start inking them and letting them evolve from there and also when I'm inking it a lot of times I won't follow my initial plan exactly um because I'll again think of something better so I'll like figure out the form and then once I get them in the computer and start um compositing and like piecing things together that's where the real magic happens where I don't know you can like play with that like I don't know the serendipity of like oh you just like drop something in the timeline all of a sudden you're like oh okay that's my answer and then I'll start like feeling it out and getting from A to B and um yeah it's definitely like a very like intuitive process whenever possible that's um really cool yeah is that all of it like yeah yeah improvisational animation like Oh yeah, like straight uh, ahead. Like, <laughs> right. very, um, very straight ahead. I'm a very straight ahead brain, I would say. Um, so if you don't 
if you don't board or storyboard when you work with with clients on like music video stuff do you just tell them that straight up and then yeah. they let you run with that i'm really lucky um a lot of the commission work i do is someone hiring me to um to make basically like my own thing like or it's like they're like we want you to make a work that can be paired with this and they're excited about the idea of them they like very hands-off i think those are the especially the clients that i tend to um take jobs from um because i think i decided like i just want to be drawing all the time and so i need to figure out a way to um draw all day but also like pay my rent and my student loans and stuff like that so um that's kind of like how i figured out is like kind of steamrolling my way in of being like okay so if you want the work to look like this i'm just gonna have to disappear for a little bit and crank this out and then um come back to you and show you what's happening um that, that being said there's some like if i'm doing like commission work um the there are some clients who like have more specific ideas but um a lot of times it's not necessarily that and i think that that is great and amazing and lucky um otherwise if i do have i mean like i'll if it's like if, if i need a storyboard of course i'll do it um i'm like happy to and excited to do it um so it, it just depends on what it is but i think my when it's like a personal expression which like i think i a lot of my commission work is kind of like my own work as well um it's more of a collaboration with a musician um that then I a lot of times they're like down with it and they're like just show us like once I get like 30 seconds down I'll be like it's kind of looking like this or I'll send them a bunch of gifts mm -hmm. and I'm like it's this wow. kind of thing and this character's gonna go in here and I'll just give them an idea and kind of just like show them but there's definitely a lot of trust that has to happen um and I think I just kind of very explain it up front of what to expect and um if they're down with it they're down with it yeah. um yeah yeah Has that kind of been the case pretty much across the board or have you found like some bands or you know brands clients that are they require like a lot more structure than others yeah um i like learned through the years of oh, that i mean of course right there's people who have really specific things and i've learned through the years of kind of spotting them and explaining people through like if you want it to look like this then it's got to be this process otherwise it's gonna i can totally do it but it's gonna be it's gonna look different than um, my other work I think it's just a matter of explaining and kind of having a conversation. I also, you know, before I take a job, I'll kind of explain the process and what they can expect and they can decide if that makes sense for them. Um, so yeah. again, it just depends. But um, I think like as long as like, the communication is really open and I'm giving like them tapped into what's happening and where I am in the process, there's usually a way we can kind of communicate. But um, it's really great and is exciting when people are just kind of like, you do your thing and we want that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll make that. Um, and I tend to work with musicians who are experimental or like lean in this kind of like yeah, psychedelic experimental sure. world. And so they kind of are interested to see what I come up with too. And it's cool because then it's like, they have this piece that they made. I have this piece that I made. And then together they make this like third thing of us, right? Where it's like something that didn't exist before that neither of us could have landed on ourselves. So a true collaboration. Yeah, big time. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I think of people, you know, like King Cruel and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> All the kings. Congratulations <laughs> yeah, on, the, yeah. on the release. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about some of the compositing that was involved with this project? Like, like the first few seconds already, I'm already trying to figure out like how like the TV screens are doing what they're doing and how all the images are, are separated. But that's that seems like like some digital compositing magic. If you could right. provide any insight into how, how you did that technically, that would be amazing. Well, I'll tell you guys, first and foremost, I do not have a technical brain. My like left side <laughs> of my brain, wait, is left the logic side? The logic side of my brain 
like is malformed or something it's or is it right side <laughs> yeah it's what I'm know. <laughs> yeah yeah I know yeah I'm like all intuition and no like logic um or I don't know that's probably not fully true but like I um I really lean on like the like creative like loose imaginative side um so first and foremost I I'm when I'm using things like After Effects I never go in and I'm like, I'm gonna animate this and move it in After Effects. Usually I'm like drawing it directly. Though this one, I, there was a lot of compositing involved and a lot of it, I just like landed into. It's again, that like happenstance thing. The sub, for instance, that first shot with the character walking um, wow. and then it's all the, all the screens. I, I made that shot first of the character. Oh, first I made the character and then I was like, okay, they need a background. And so I made the background. I like made all these attributes and I didn't know how they were gonna go until I put them in the computer and kind of like, spelled it out um again I, I couldn't imagine in my head I had to like see mm. it to understand it and so I um you know once I like got that then I was like oh I need some kind of like way that it's together and then I thought of the tv thing and so I like sandwiched that on and then um it's just like very very improvisational again like where I'm just feeling it out and landing in a place and I'm like oh cool and then like maybe this mm. is like the thing that's gluing the whole thing together and I kind of like repeated that again um, and yeah um yeah, I also hadn't really played with camera moves in the same way. And again, it's partially just because I don't, I don't normally use that. So it's a lot of like yeah. feeling it out and like, it's like a bounciness. I think part of that is just because I didn't know how to use the tool at first. So it's like a little erratic. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I see. I actually like how that looks. And so I started doing it on purpose. But again, it's just like this element of discovery, but I don't, especially a lot of that wasn't because I planned to do it that way. I just kind of was like, oh, okay, I need this shot to now get into this shot somehow. So obviously the screen's going to fit move somehow in and um so that was all a long way yeah a lot a lot of after effects or just like drawing it directly I truly like just landed on it and I think um I don't know that's that's how it goes I do a lot of, like testing and iterating and I make a lot of stuff that doesn't end up in the final product and that's always true in everything I make um or it's like it won't end up in the final product but then I'll use it later in another project um and I think, I mean, it's cool. It's also like very time consuming. I think I end it quickly, but I, it takes me a second. But the thing that takes me a long time is like figuring out like the editing process and like figuring out what goes where mm -hmm. um, and like what will be included and not included. And I think like, I I just had to make it to know. And um, so yeah, there was a lot of that where it's like I was making stuff and then seeing and then, or I would like think I trashed something and then right at the end, I'm like, oh, okay, wait, never mind. I can bring this in here now. Um, right. Yeah, and so, so the King, King is there, I, so I made, two videos for them and so like a part one and a part two um the first one's dreams and it's these characters dreaming they're like sleepwalking around and it's kind of them going in and out of their dreams and then the second one is a, like a much more psychedelic version where it's um the dreams of the dreamers in that dreams video so it's much more um i don't know warpy and strange and um a lot more like me like super experimenting in after effects and playing around with things that's again, just me like testing and seeing what works and kind of like almost working at like using After Effects almost like paint, right? Where you're like feeling out and like work, just work the brush made is what it is. I feel like that's what I'm doing with After Effects in a way. Uh -huh. yeah, I feel <laughs> like that totally comes through. Um, you know, we always see your characters in these incredibly surreal, granular, very saturated worlds. Like, um, you know, statues in the garden with like lemon showers and yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, is, you know i will say that one they, that one is very um lyric centric i should but they they kind of had a specific idea of what they wanted they're like okay we want something like statues uh -huh. um but that would but it's the interesting thing about that one so i did the album artwork for um the album first so i did the album artwork 
and we knew the album was called Sour Lemon. So I drew a sour lemon. And in the process of like figuring out what the illustration was gonna be for that, we were doing it really fast. And we had like mm -hmm. a week to do the album art. And so I like just basically drew a bunch of things and sent them a bunch of images and they're like, cool, that one's what I want. <laughs> and so then that video was made. So it was like obviously based off the fact that the lemon that was in the title of the album. Awesome. And then and then um, I had drawn some statues also just cause I knew the name of the song was that. Um, and then like the challenge of making the video was that I needed to, I had this lemon drawing and I had these statues drawing. It's like, I needed to make a video surrounding those two ideas. So that process is a little different. Um, and that one was influenced by the lyrics only just for the fact that um, they, I had those like two things that I had been to need to make a video around, but um, yeah, but it is all like, that was one example of things influenced the lyrics, but that was a rare one. Yeah. Sorry, continue your question. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> but that's fun though, like being, you know, those are still the materials that you, you had generated and worked with and you're just sort of, bounded by good limitation right like, right yeah, something yeah very cool and new between the two um right. but you know we see that like these these crazy environments and videos like like the cellular music video for king cruel i'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit about um what inspires these environments i guess the the, the lemon shower one was just addressed but like in general even like across your personal film work and other like client music video work like how do you come up with these these places? Yes. I mean, again, again, it goes back to that big pile of drawings. Like, I think I just like yeah. want to get a bunch of drawings together. I start just like playing with them and piecing them together. I um, because even when I'm not, I like I forget if I said this. Where I'll I'll already be like generating just like ideas constantly. I kind of try to keep that muscle going because it's one that I've learned I lose if I don't keep like coming up with new ideas. Especially being an animator, where um, drawing the same thing over and over, it gets easy to kind of get weak in the like coming up with the ideas part mm. of it so um I try every day to like just like make new stuff and like explore new images and forms and designs and ways to use the line to communicate so uh, I will have a big pile and I just start piecing things together and I always just land on it like I think um there's like a certain energy I'm trying to communicate usually like King Cruel is a good example of like I'm like okay there's this like underlying anxiety and darkness but also like a I don't know like this guttural stream almost um mm -hmm. and so it's like how can i um build piece something together to like plays with that energy that he's right. doing in the song so that's i don't know like i just again it's <laughs> intuition the whole time and i think just like <laughs> discovery and i think like for instance the first shot in the king cruel video is a pan across some um like like a tele telephone pole things uh -huh. like the cell towers Cell towers, cell towers, <laughs> on the cellular, obviously. So I had drawn that drawing like a, this, a, like a year before with no plan. I just like had drawn this drawing and it had been hanging over my studio desk. I usually just hang things up when I like a drawing, I'll just hang it up just to kind of get it in my subconscious. So that it had been, I'd been looking at it for a year, not really sure what I was gonna do with it. And then um, the second I heard the song and I was just kind of like looking around the room and I was like, there, this is my moment to use it. Um, so that's like the benefit of like generating a lot of things is then you can, once the right project comes around long for it to be animated, then it happens. Yeah, that's so handy. And actually, yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. It makes life a lot easier because it kind of helps you bypass that like hell of the beginning of the project and the blank page where you're like, oh, I don't have any idea. I forgot how to think, um, which still <laughs> happens to me, absolutely. But um, at least like it gives you like a, a starting point where you can be like, okay, well I have this one. Okay, so what's, next and again the like yes and mentality of like okay so if i'm using this and i have this character um what would they do together and then like like for instance there's a shot where the character's on like the telephone wires 
like I totally landed like landed that by thinking that where it's like okay so I know the wires here um and also just like thinking like it would be kind of funny if like it was bouncing and I think it'd be fun to animate and like what if it were coming towards you and I think that's actually a lot of what thank you so much um that project was so fast I had to do it in like a couple weeks so it was like yeah you just like I had to like go with whatever came out of the hand and that was one of them um I think I'm very guided by I'm like oh that's kind of funny like I think and I think I don't know I'm just like chasing that like little joy and I'm like maybe I don't know if I pace these little or just like moves a little funny I'm like oh wouldn't it be funny if it's like nose wagging around or whatever (laughs) weird thing or if it's like walking with bendy knees and it's just like non-specific not communicating anything in particular other than just like (laughs) (laughs) I'm very guided by that (laughs) yeah yeah and then like I have piles and piles I have these like green folders and they're all full of drawings um I have a giant Tupperware and that's full of drawings um over here piles of drawings and that's not even all of them um yeah, I just keep collecting them. I think at some point I'm working towards, I want to do a gallery show where I cover all the walls with just these little drawings around. And I think, um, I don't know, maybe I'm shouting this out if any spaces want to host it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think like, I'm just like collecting them. And so I think, because also beyond just like idea iterations, I, I like them to be just drawings still as themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess circling back a little bit to the technical side of things, you've mentioned uh, After Effects, TV paint, Photoshop. Um, what applications do you use uh, when you're making work? And I know you mentioned, you know, you started in Photoshop. You're now working in TV Paint. What, like, mm-hmm. why don't you switch? Um, yeah. Yeah. One thing I like about TV Paint is the um, it has this like audio timeline, and so it makes it really easy. You can do clips, and then you can rearrange. And so you can play a little bit with editing. And you can like drop sound into it. So if I'm, for instance, I'm doing a music video. I'll just drop the song into it and I'll just start like animating little clips and I'll place them over the song. And it's kind of just a way for me to like figure out timing. And um, sound is a little bit trickier in Photoshop. I like it still. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the brushes are better in Photoshop. And sometimes I'll use it just for that fact. But um, I don't know. I just like I have embraced the workflow of TV paint. I, I don't know if it's like that much superior to other things, but um, it works for me. So yeah, I love it for that. And I think yeah. I like that you can make your own brushes really easily too. So that's great. Yeah, so I think I, I taught myself and I just kind of like leaned to do it, but a lot of my learning has just come from like doing things or, you know, asking friends. I'm like, there's got to be a way to do this. How did you do it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of TV paint. I like it a lot. And more and more, I'm starting to like it even more. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I use Dragon Frame to shoot my frames. Mm-hmm. I really like Dragon. Um, oh, they're not scanned in? Those are. Those oh, are sometimes top? they're scanned, but like it's slower. Um, it goes yeah. back and forth, but um, sometimes it's just easier just to shoot it, especially if I'm in the studio and I want to test something out to see how it's moving. Because again, like once I'll like do the pens, the digital penciling, but then once I'm drawing it, you never know if something's going to work. So I'm going to like go back in and fix it. So it's just an easier, like very like responsive way. Like I need things to be like fast and go with the flow. The more time something takes, the more there's a chance I'm going to lose interest or like get sloppy because I'm bored. Um, so <laughs> Things that make me move fast. And I, I like Dragon for that reason. Um, and then it's just like in my computer um, right there, you know, already yeah. in line. And I could just process it in Photoshop. Um, I also, and then like I edit in Premiere and then Final Sound in there too. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's the full spread. When you work on backgrounds, like I'm thinking across all your music videos right now, you know, a lot of them feature what looks like like spray paint, like noisy, very colorful sort of splotches that are animated. Is that digital too? Or is that? Um, 
sometimes, but most of the time, it's I have an airbrush, and I've been trying oh, yeah, for years to teach myself. I'm so it. bad at it, so I can only do really simple. Things. <laughs> but it looks so oh. great. I'm always looking at them, thinking like, oh. "Thank you." There's always so much texture and what like so much variation in texture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, it helps, and or sometimes it'll be actual airbrush, and then I'll put like a digital airbrush on top of it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it just depends. I mean, I just do it all and I kind of work it all together. I'm definitely like not a purist in any way. Like I think both are interesting and I am excited about both, like both digital and, um, real, but, um, I really want to learn airbrush and I've been years trying to teach myself and in between projects, I'll like go back in and practice it. I have this book that, um, it'll give you these little brain teasers where it's like, here's this image of this like chain. How do you think the person made it? And it'll show you how to like cut the mats. Um, and then in the oh, back of it, it'll show you how I like, cut the mats and stuff, but that's kind of, I don't know. That's how my that's brain so works. Funny. I can't handle someone like giving me step-by-step -step instructions. What's it's, um, called? it's, it's an old book here, right here. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do I have it right here? Where is it? <laughs> Am I looking through? Oh, here it is. Airbrush. It's a complete studio handbook. Like how do they make this weird little shell shape? And so oh, cool. it's a fun like, test. And it's also just such a different brain. So I'm such a line person and I understand forms through building lines here and here and how this curve shape will build here. And I think that's really important to me. And I think that's kind of the root of my quote unquote style is like just the way I'm drawing curves. And I like that airbrush with as this like brain teaser thing that I don't show anyone, but just playing with <laughs> where it's, um, it forces me to think differently where it's like, I'm thinking about shapes and how can you build up to make the shapes versus um, having it immediately. So I think, I don't know, it feels healthy to test it like that. That's kind of how I'd like treat 3D work too. It's like just making complex shapes out of like very simple primitives like spheres and like cubes mm. and cones but you can just make anything with like the simplest shapes right you're probably really good at airbrush you should try it um a disaster <laughs> wait, wait wait what'd you say sorry well i tried it once and it was a disaster and ended up getting everywhere but <laughs> oh no um but i mean me too wonder. always and then it gets everywhere and then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll put it in my animation like that. <laughs> Maybe that's like the backgrounds you like or the ones where it, like my thing was a little clogged and I didn't know how to clean it. So I um, just like, <laughs> it, 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 it finds its yeah. way into the world. Yeah, yeah. It's more um, interesting that way maybe. <laughs> that's so I don't cool. know. I feel like a lot of the animators we've, we've talked to always have, you know, something that they do outside of, of animation, whether it's like something 3D, uh, knitting ceramics airbrushing but it's just this is the first i have i have heard of like you know it being used in this way of like not just not necessarily you know done for the express purpose of like being included in an animation but just like for fun and to yeah. try it out in a very yeah you get outside of my comfort zone yeah um, and also just doing something you're bad at is so difficult so right fun. it's i mean it's so hard it's hard. I love that it still <laughs> makes it in the animation as a project. Right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and also it's just beautiful, right? That beginner's mindset. Like I have like overthought hand-drawn stuff. I mean, and that's why what my work is, right? Whereas the fact that I've like thought about it and like studied it and like, you know, went to graduate school to like figure that stuff out. Um, and I'm looking at a lot of people so, like airbrush. It's like I've never touched that stuff. And like it's from like a world I don't know. And I like that um, I don't know, it's it's scary and it sucks when it doesn't work and you're mad. Um but healthy, right? Like, I think that's how your brain grows and keeping crisp. And also just like to keep yourself from getting in ruts. I think um, I like skilled trades like that and things that kind of like mm -hmm. have like a linear process are very challenging for me, but I, I like them for that. Like I can't do CG at all for that same reason. Um, I have no patience for that, but then something like airbrush where it's like physical, um, it's so fun. Like I, another thing I'm like really into, 
I really, so my graphic design roots, I'm really into typography and um, sign painting has been something that's always very oh, interesting wow. to me. And I, that's another thing where it's like a skilled craft, right? Where it's like, I'll watch these YouTube videos of these people drawing these like perfect lettered forms and really like sleek, like with the vinyl lettering kind of a thing. And I've been doing a lot of like experimenting with that and like making videos again, not for anything, not making videos, watching videos, but I'm not, it's not because I um, am using it for anything. I mean, I really like hand lettering and I'll like insert it whenever I can, but like um, really that's just, again, just like, it's a way of like secretly practicing my line work and like giving myself mm -hmm. the challenge of like, mm -hmm. how can my wrists move in this way? And it's like, you know, there's these like old men just like showing it, how they do it. And like, you know, they've been doing it for a hundred years. It's like, they're like very like straight ahead like engineer job. Yeah. Like it's nothing. And so I think there's a lot to learn from that. And I think also like, it's kind of nice, like their final forms are like very different than mine. And it's nice to um, try to do that. And I think, what comes out is like you know I can't do that but like what comes out is maybe something that I would have wouldn't have drawn before and so I like doing things like that and I think I've, I have other things like that too that I, I just doing something I'm bad at or I've never done before just to like see where it lands and sometimes it sucks but sometimes it's like useful in other ways or inspiring to later just like mimic in my regular style or whatever um yeah I don't know but I like that kind of thing yeah I yeah think, I think like truly at its core like that's what experimental animation is though like just having fun with the medium like as much as right. we can yeah yeah and let it letting the medium be part of like the expression right as opposed to uh the just like the final product or, like you know like the story that's being told by like some characters in a space it's more about like every detail um expressing it was like the way this body is moving and the way it's drawn and like the expression being in like as much in the lines as it is in um what the character's performing. And that's like my big oh. thing too, where it's like, I'm like very interested in um, how every detail can be part of the final product. Um, not just like the, um, what they're doing or whatever. Do you tend to experiment as much with commissioned work, like as you do with your personal work or do you try to like play it safer with that kind of stuff? I mean, so commission work like takes, like there's a, a scale, right? But in the ones like where I was talking about where it's like music video where they're like, we want you to make uh, your thing and we'll pair it with a song. Um, I definitely am down to experiment and try things out and play and figure out what could come from that. Um, you know, if it's like inappropriate to do that, I obviously won't like, you know, it's like a very, if I'm working for like an advertising firm or something, which I don't do a lot of, um, but if I am, then I will, um, you know, just do what I know. Cause also it's just like, sometimes you just got to crank it out fast or you don't really, it's not really yeah. meant right. to be an expression. They just need, an animation for a thing and I need money to pay my rent so I will do it um, <laughs> right but trade. like the thing right but um, if I, it's like a music video collaboration where it is my work and like I am like using it to like express something within myself then yeah totally why not have you shown in festivals like have can you talk a little bit about yeah, yeah. experiences like like seeing your work there yeah that's so much so a beautiful way to see how other people understand your work, right? Mm -hmm. So one, it's like, what like blocks it get curated in? And you know, it's like so funny. Sometimes I'll like have something that um, played in like a, um, like a very like character animation thing. And you're like, mine looks so crazy compared to all these other ones. And I like <laughs> would never have thought to like put mine in that category. But then other times I'm like in like the super experimental block and you're like, okay, I like that too. I like that you're seeing that. But um, so that's one thing, just like kind of understanding how people understand who you are, but then also being able to talk to people right afterwards mm -hmm. and um, hear, what they got from it like I remember one time my first film roommates um back it was a playing at some festival and afterwards some guy came up to me and he was like 
it's so cool how those all those characters were like the same character in the end and they're all just in that one character's head and like the three and one I'm like that was not my idea but I love that yeah I think that's that's like that where it's like it's so inspiring where you're like oh but that's actually cool that you took it that way and like this Mm. film has a life beyond me and I think that's interesting where suddenly it doesn't have anything to do with me in a way. I'm like someone else is having their own experience with it and being able to immediately see that happen or maybe sitting beside people and like watching it happen and hearing their response and being able to take that and be like, okay, I haven't even thought about that detail about my work. Um, so what, what can I do with that now? Maybe, maybe I should focus on that or maybe not. Maybe I like hate that they looked at the, that that way. So maybe I'll play something else different. But I think um, festivals are great. Sometimes I, I, I'm so like process focused that I always, it takes I have to like remind myself I'm like okay you need to like submit things think about like how it's going to go beyond just this like one thing that you're made because I think when I finish a project I'm done and I'm like on to the next thing um do you submit music videos to project uh, to yeah yeah. Oh. yeah um not as much as I should because again I, I just forget that I should but um I don't know the like, Anna film is happening this weekend and I think um Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I have a video that's playing in there, which is cool. Um, it's a whole music video block, but um, wow. so yeah, totally, um, totally down. What, uh, I, I mean, I know we're looking at like a lot of drawings on your wall right now, but what kind of non-animated work do you make? Because um, I know I mean, you also make paintings, right? I make paintings, I make a, I like to paint a lot. Um, just like drawings all the time mm-hmm. yeah what else um I mentioned like the sign painting thing I've been playing with there's the airbrush thing I also bought a jigsaw recently and I'm gonna try to cut like characters out of there I haven't I've like been forcing my, I actually got it for Christmas and I for, had forced myself to like finish the project I already had going before I um, <laughs> start on it because I had these music videos and they were coming and I had two that I need to finish in like a three-month period so I um was like okay you're not allowed to open it so it's still sitting behind me but July is the month where I'm going to play with that. But um, again, that's an example of something where it's like, I have no idea how it's going to come out, but um, huh. I'm interested. And just like having like a big, something big that takes up space, you know, yeah. it's like digital stuff. It's just like little pixels, but um, I'm interested in that challenge of like, what was when like gravity is involved. And I, I, I don't know what I'm going to make, but um, I'm excited to try that. But thinking, uh, what like, else? W- woodcut? W- whoa. Um, like, what do you mean like, like carving? Well, well, no, I'm, I'm just like imagining like you have the saw, like, are you thinking like plywood kind of stuff? Oh, or? yeah, plywood. I was yeah, yeah. Plywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like cutting out the um, shape of the character. Like, just right. almost like, uh... yeah, yeah, like it would be like how it would be composed in the background. But that's this is my plan. We'll see where I land. But um, so kind of how to figure 2D, that way. 2D, yeah, yeah. 2D. Right. right. Um, yeah, but um, just a lot of drawings. And like, I've been playing on, I'm, I've been slowly working on like a, like a graphic novel book. And I've made these kind of like accordion fold books before. And I think um, that's another thing, like one of my like ongoing projects of like what I work on when I'm in between uh, animations or um, just need a brain break. Um, I'll like jump back to this. And I think um, that's another thing fun too, is just making like little books and like thinking about the ways people can progress through time. You know, it's like animation is like this thing of time and you've got this timeline and how and you get to kind of feed the information to people I don't know, in this controlled way. And so books are kind of similar if you think about it, where it's like how, like, so taking that challenge of like, how can you feed this information towards someone? But now they're like holding it in their hand and they're like flipping the books and they get to control the pacing. And what does that offer to you that um you don't have otherwise? So far as I've, right. I've only done it kind of in like art book form where there's just one, but um who knows what'll happen in the future. Um, but that's another uh, thing I play publication. with. Um, yeah, who knows, who knows? Um, but right now I just, again, just like making stuff without, um, 
any like rhyme or reason just like generating the drawings like that's kind of what it is and then I don't know I also just spend 90% of my time animating so it's like yeah that's what the bulk <laughs> of it is that's fair um do you have any any like dream projects animated or not or or people you would really love to work with this could also be an opportunity to spotlight particular people that you think are really <laughs> cool yeah yeah <laughs> or your favorite right, artists, right. oh so many filmmakers right right oh okay this is, this is a couple of questions Big so question. i'll tell you what i really want to do um my dream is to make a musical um i so i, I think like, like you know like i grew up on like yellow submarine or like what's opera doc like i really, really i, I do was gonna like that. ask i see like so much yellow submarine in your work and, like, yeah oh yeah huge huge influence Blue um, Meanies, both like, like my favorite you know <laughs> me too me too 100 percent. the best the best oh, it makes me so happy um, yeah yeah and so i think and I, I think those are the kind of things where again it's like at the very beginning being very aware that there was like an artist behind it and I think like, you know, you can see like the texture of the paper and like I understood it differently than I was understanding like Rugrats on TV, which were also influential, of course, but something like um, Yellow Submarine where you're, um, I don't know, just it's something about it made me very aware of the fact that they were drawn and thinking about those figures. But anyway, so I want to make a musical um, animation, like I collaborate with a musician kind of in a way where it's me having some say in like the writing and that kind of thing, I think uh -huh. would be fun. Um, I don't know, I like, I, I just always think like, you remember, when you're a kid and you're watching animation, all of a sudden they have like a musical episode. Like I think like Animaniacs had one of those. Um, yeah. Like, hey Arnold had another one of those. Those <laughs> got my heart pumping so much. And I think about it all the time. Um, yeah, so that's like a long-term goal for me for sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> you wanna know honestly what it is. So in high school, I did a lot of theater stuff, um, huh. but never like, I was, I'm not good at it. Like I'm not good at acting. I'm not good at, I, I simply can't sing. Um, I took a lot of <laughs> dance classes. I can't dance, um, but I, I, I think like animation in a way is a way for me to like do that and live that childhood dream, but through, um, I don't know what the, the thing I can do. And so I think maybe yeah. that's like part of my attraction to it, right? Where it's like, I can do all those things, um, but instead of like my body doing it, I can make a character's body um, do it that actually has those skills. Um, so yeah, that's something I think about a lot. Um, I would love to do a musical. Um, animators who like films that I think are, I love. Um, you know Kichi Tanami, I think I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. He's a Japanese kind of like pop artist. And he does a lot of different things. He does a lot of collage, um, collage work and like still and like posters and that kind of thing. But he also makes these like amazing, especially like the 60s and 70s, he made these amazing um, animations. And I think something wow. about them, because he's not like a professional animator, you know, that's not his main thing. There's something that's like so raw about it and all about like the individual frame and the individual thing that's being drawn i love him he's just felt like i wrote down like sweet friday goodbye to elvis in the usa and um you have one other in a key oh crayon angel um but i think i love those films and I, I go back to him over and over and just like the way he's using editing and kind of like it's like choppy and there's just kind of these symbolic images and he's jumping between worlds and again, it's just all about the drawing and like the textures and like moving things. And he's not, and because he's not burdened by like knowing all the rules of animation, I think he's like trying things that um, are kind of unexpected and fun. Cause he's obviously visually literate and he's an amazing artist, but um, seeing he way to interpret them. And in general, I just love it when an artist, you know, like a painter or somebody makes an animation. Um, yeah, like, of course. Um, <laughs> other animations I really like. Um, oh, Vince Collins was a big oh. influence. And um, Sally Crookshank too. I think both of them, because they're using this kind of like language of um, these, you know, like Sally Crookshank especially is like using that like kind of Looney Tunes character language, but then subverting it. And I think there's a lot of like what Vince Collins is doing too, that um, takes these forms, but using them in unexpected ways. 
And I think that's really inspiring to me because it's, I don't know, they're like figuring out a new way to use characters and um, put them in spaces. Sally Crookshank, I definitely, I saw her, when I saw her work, it suddenly like unlocked a door of like, oh, that's that's what I want to do. Like that kind of like, totally. this world with this like underlying darkness and it's kind of bubbling weirdness within like <laughs> these characters and these spaces and kind of like these um, ever shifting like, I don't know, realities and what they're one place and all of a sudden they're somewhere else and all of a sudden you're in the TV um, and kind of this looseness and she's not held by any kind of linear bounds. I love that. Um, and same for Vince Collins. I think he does and that yeah, a lot too. Yeah, very Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I, I want to say all my friends, I'm terrified of um, naming people because I know I'll forget someone, but um, that those that's my biggest influence for sure. Like I just feel so lucky to know so many talented, talented people and seeing like your friend like make something amazing and like one up themselves, nothing is more inspiring to me. Like I just, I see that and I'm like, oh my God, I want to do it too. Like, yeah. And just like, it's so thrilling. And um, I'm really thankful to have people like that. And then, you know, just like egging each other on and kind of like, you know, you know about their background struggle behind what they made, but then they bring it out. And you're like, look, you did it. Uh, it's beautiful um, and amazing. I live for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we just have one question left. We were just wondering if you could give one piece of advice to people looking to get into animation, what would that be? Um, okay, I got two answers, but specifically if people wanted to get into animation, um, there's not one way to do it. Like I think it's very, and I, and I kind of suffered with this for a while where I was thinking I really wanted to learn the way people do it. And I would look at people's work on the internet and I'd be like, okay, how do they do this? I don't understand how it's like moving. And um, I just assumed that everyone had an answer that I didn't have. And the secret of life is, in general, not just animation, but no one knows what they're doing. And everybody's got their weird little path. You know, I'll get people writing me and asking me what programs I use. And like, you know, I'm happy to share. And obviously that's like interesting information, but I don't, the programs aren't what's making the animation. It's the, um, it's you. Like you can literally do on anything. You can do, I get, like I started on Photoshop, but you could do it on your phone. Um, I think that it's so vital to like remember that don't get this like chip on your shoulder because you think you don't know the right way to do things because it simply doesn't exist and um everyone's doing some things differently so don't like get upset that just find something that works and like work with it and through time you'll like kind of discover other things and I think that that um was a big part for me where it's like I just like landed into this but after a lot of like trial and error and figuring things out and what was right for me but there could be something who has like a very similar look like somebody else is doing this like traditional slash digital kind of fusion like I am but they'll have a whole other process than me and like I will have no idea how they did it um but like the outlook looks the same so I think it's just important to remember that there's lots of ways to do things and um so use the tools as you wish and like the tools don't make you you don't need like I I was lucky to like I bought TV paint back when I was a student so it was um cheaper for me but you don't have to have like a really expensive program to do it and if anything it's like there's plenty of free ones and don't feel trapped by that um I don't let that get you down. And also just like remembering that it takes time to learn things and don't get, just like keep keep doing it and you're gonna land on something. And then my second answer is, um, I if I had one thing that caused all my problems in my life, it is dehydration, drink water. This is my other final advice. Look at them, they have water drink here. Water. I think, <laughs> I truly think that most of the problems in the world, not most of them, but a lot of them, are because people were dehydrated. And I, I could think not like more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've like had creative blocks. I have an insomnia. I had um just like my drawings like were coming out ugly and over and over all day. It's just because I was dehydrated. Just like chug water, have water around you at all times. Like I think truly it it sucks that that's true, right? Like it sucks that it's so simple. Um <laughs> but it's so easy to forget. Like just just drink some water. 
drink some water and just follow your own path and don't worry. Probably Caesar was stabbed just because those guys were dehydrated. Like, it's like, if we're being completely honest, I've thought about getting like some sort of tattoo, even if it's like a dot or something, just to remind so that when I see it, yeah, I, I remind myself to drink water. I love that idea. I think that's genius. I should do it too. Um, just everyone, yeah, just as you're listening, yes, so everyone go step. get a glass of water. I got mine right here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like that nerd with a Nalgene bottle where everyone's always like literally, like, yeah, partnered around <laughs> to the bars. I like have it in my bag. It's like, how do you have your Nalgene here? Um, but I, I every it truly, it truly is the answer. Um, it is so easy to forget, and I have to relearn it over and over. And it always, I'll like be like in a really bad mood, really angry, and I'll drink some water, and everything's fine all of a sudden. Um, so drink your water. I think uh, that, that closes us out on two <laughs> excellent pieces of advice. Um, but thank you so much for, for your time and for, for chatting with us. Thank and you so much, on. Jamie. Yeah, been, wow. You two are so cool. And I really, yeah. I, you're doing something really cool. And I think the world needs it and you're building community. And I think it's so great. Um, I've enjoyed every episode so much. Your favorite animators yes, truly in the world. Um, oh yeah, I, I think it's so great. And I look forward to listening to the ones in the future. We'll be right back after this. Ryan Hunt is an artist originally from Colorado and has been based in Brooklyn for the past five years. They've been making music their entire life, mainly through singing, producing, and writing, although they never knew how to play a physical instrument until a year ago this week when they first got a banjo. They've been working on a full-length conceptual album to piece it all together, which you should be able to hear early next year. You can follow them for updates and hear some great banjo tunes on their Instagram, at Love. That's R-Y-I-S-L-O-V on Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Boiled Over, and we can't wait to share our next interview with you in the coming weeks. Before we sign off, I just wanted to send out a massive thank you to everyone who signed up for animation lessons this month. I've somehow managed to schedule over 80 meetings in the next three weeks with you all, which, while is a lot to handle, is really a dream come true. It's been such an amazing experience getting to meet everyone and see your work so far, and I can't wait to see where you take the medium next. If you missed this round of signups for this month, keep your eyes peeled for a post about more lessons coming up soon. And as always, feel free to DM either me or Kohana with any questions in the time being, and we'll do our best to help out however we can. And with that, we'll see you next time on Boiled, Boiled Over. Over.